0: Well, hello, welcome to Faith. My name is Kevin Flanner. I'm one of the hosts here, and uh, as Carrie mentioned earlier, uh, our pastors are traveling and get the chance to um, be together and go uh, just get some rest. Uh, what, a, what a blessing for them, I'm sure, to uh, get away and hear from the Lord. Uh, so I get the privilege of bringing the word of the Lord uh, today that he's laid on my heart, and um, it's been a, it's been a, a week of, of working through it, but this is a long time in the making. Uh, the Lord's really been working this in and through me for a long time, and so I'm, I'm excited to share it with you, and you'll probably notice at certain times that I look really excited or really beat red. Uh, I'm talking about the glory being shown through. That could be what this redness is. could just be that I'm a ginger, and uh, it's just the way it happens. So I am not sunburnt. Uh, it's just the excitement. I'm just passionate. Um, so yeah, like I said, my name's Kevin Flanner. we're going to be getting right in. We've uh, been in a collection of messages called uh, Freedom that Pastor Matthew has been walking us through, uh, how to be free, how to work through our yesterdays in order to be excited about our tomorrows. Uh, uh, that's often what we have to do when we come to the Lord is, is he just has to do some stuff in us. Uh, I know that in me he has had to do lots of things uh, to set me free and to, is continuing to do so. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're just going to get right in, but I'd like to start off just by uh, talking to the Lord. So, Lord, thank you so much. Lord, help us not to do the same thing that we do all the time. Help me to slow down, to hear your voice, uh, to see you move in this place. Lord, you continue to, to, man, you're just so good. You continue to stir this word up in me and and and... You continue to, to, to show up and to, to challenge people to come into your presence. You're the almighty God that, can t- that cares enough about a relationship with me to call me by name. Lord, it's your presence that I want here. hope us just to get into it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so there was this dude named Moses in the Bible. Uh, he did some things. Uh, he did some cool things. <laughs> Uh, but he, one of the things that he did, uh, you know, he, uh, he's part of the Dead Sea, which was pretty radical. Uh, I picture that in my mind, right? There's walls, and I think that uh, if you have place in Branson did the Moses thing, or, you know, if you watch Prince of Egypt, which, you know, if you have kids, that's probably where you uh, spent some time watching the uh, cartoon version. Uh, but it's just it's a cool picture. So anyway, he did some things, and then he went up to uh, the mountaintop, right? And he, and he, and he, he got the Ten Commandments. Now, if you saw that old movie, I ordered it on DVD at one point. And that's uh, Blu-ray, but I think it looks the exact same. Uh, I mean, personally, like, it's an old movie, so if you, if you don't, haven't seen it, then that joke's not funny. Uh, which is fine, too.
1: Uh, I'm going to have fun
0: up here, I promise. Um, so you can either have fun or not, it's up to you. So Moses did some things, and uh, one of the things, he went up there and he got the Ten Commandments, and so he walked into the presence of the Lord, and, and he received those Ten Commandments, And I'm not going to quote them for you because that's putting me on the spot, and I didn't study for that part. Uh, But in that, like, he came down the mountain, right? And he was in the presence of God, and he came down the mountain. And I picture this in my mind. Uh, uh, I use the illustration of a a buddy of mine, like Greg. If he came down the mountain and his face was shown bright with the glory of God, like, what would that look like? That would be pretty pretty awesome. Uh, I'd also be probably a little terrified. Um, but that was what was happening. As Moses came down and he had just come out of the presence of God and, and he just showed up and his face. He had to veil it. It was so bright. And, and Paul is talking about that in 2 Corinthians 3, which is what we're going to read here in a minute. But he was talking about this excitement of being in the presence of the Lord to get this old covenant, right? This old Ten Commandments, this old list of to-dos uh, uh, that he gave them, that the people demanded. And he came down with this face shine so bright because of God's presence, right? And what Paul's getting at in, in 2 Corinthians 3 is this idea of if God was doing that then and showing up in this physical, like this, with something that was old, this old commandment, this old way of doing things, Paul's saying, shouldn't we, people who have the Holy Spirit inside of us, shouldn't we, show, shouldn't we shine just as bright or brighter? brighter? Right? Like as individuals who have the presence, who have the ability to go into the presence any time of day, Right, we get that we get that privilege of coming into His presence. We don't have to go to a high priest. We don't have to sacrifice. We don't have to shed blood. We get to walk right into His presence, and so that's where we're picking up right there. Second Corinthians three, verses sixteen through eighteen. I'm going to read it in the message. Uh, it's important. I, I get to preach, not teach, so I get, I'm using the message just because it's a little uh, uh, it's exciting and I like it. So, uh, but the Word of God for me is awesome in all versions. Uh, So he's picking up right here. He says, whenever, though, they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are, face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living, personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old, that constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it. Rise, your shackles are no more. That's what we're talking about right there. Mm. We're free of it. Nothing between us and God. Nobody to intervene. Nobody to, Jesus already did that on the cross. That work is done. And it says nobody there between us and God. And our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and become like Man, that's so true. I'm so glad my parents are here uh, because, uh, and I got some other family members in the crowd because, you know, no matter how this goes, my mom's going to love me, my dad's going to love me, and I get to, you know, it's fine. So no matter how this goes, I know people at the end of the day are going to love me and uh, and care about me. Uh, That's the, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, But, oh, so, so. They've seen it from the beginning when I was in some poor places, and, and so to see me now and what God's doing in my life now, right, that's that. That's becoming more like him as we spend time in the presence. That's what we're doing every week. We're not here to play church. We're not here to just uh, 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 create an atmosphere. We're here to just say, God, just do your, have your way. Do only what you can do. Do it in me. Start with me, God. Start here because I want it. I want all of it, I, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm Gotta get it back. Let's go back. I was talking to my son, Trey. He's nine, and uh, I was telling him, uh, for his sake and mine, uh, about this whole rules versus relationship. Uh, God often gives us this idea, uh, in my mind, of, man, I just don't like following rules. Like, Is there anybody here willing to be honest? Okay, thank thank you for the few. uh, I just haven't always enjoyed that. I don't know why. Uh, I kind of like to do my thing. Um, But it's important because the Lord, like, I, so I told my son Trey, you know, it's hard to teach your kid not to do that when you do that. And so uh, it's like, you know, do only as I say, not as I do. That's, I don't want to teach like that. But so I told him, I was like, listen, man, I, I, I don't do this right. Uh, I, I mess up a lot. But I, I said, we're having some friction, you know, like a nine-year-old, and we're just having some friction, me and him. I can't figure it out. But finally I understood that he was so sick of doing the rules Without this relationship, and it made sense to me. We were actually, a couple of sermons ago, a pastor was talking about that. We could follow the rules all day long, but, but, but without an understanding of what the rules are for, without a relationship to back up those rules, they're just rules. And that, that our hearts become stone. and I'm watching my nine-year-old walk through this process, and I'm like, Trey, listen, man, I, I, here's why those rules matter. Because I'm not going to do it right, so you need to know that I'm not perfect, first of all, and I apologize often. Probably I need to apologize a little more, but uh, he just got it and he just took it and he was like, "Okay," you know. And I was like, "Well, did he really get it?" You know. Okay. (laughs) But then things changed, right? So then the relationship started to blossom. Questions began to get answered and asked. And, and this nine-year-old all of a sudden is challenging me to, to look at my relationship with the Father all over again. Like, Lord, Lord it, was in, it was in your initiation, right? It was you initiating this process of conversation that says you care more about me uh, being in your presence and, and, and following these rules because of relationship, not just because they're there. My nine-year-old, man, teaching me some things. God is so cool this week. It's important. We're talking about the overflow of the heart. I haven't mentioned that yet. We're talking about overflow of the heart, and uh, this is an exciting word for me to share because I I I wanted that to be this week. I felt like this week, right? I'm preaching about overflow of the heart. This week's gonna be so easy to get in His presence. I'm gonna be full up for Sunday. I'm gonna be ready to rock and roll. Well, I'm guessing you've already figured out the end of that story. That's not how it went. And uh, the Lord, I was like, man, you. Lord, okay, you're just going to have to take the five minutes that I got here. Uh, You're just going to have to take, uh, Lord, will you just use this moment? Will you just be a part of that? That's real life, right? Like, we get that. But, and those of us, you know, with kids, sometimes that's how it is in your marriage. You know, just say, hey, babe, I just need to connect with you here. Like, you just got to do it. That's how it was with the Lord. and, And I was like, Lord, help me to find time, right? Like, help me to find time with you. Three mornings in a row, woke me up at four. And I say, he woke me up at four, right, because I woke up, and all I could think about was sermon prep or, or his word or, you know, just all these things about how good he was. And I'm like, oh, this is good enough, right? I'm just sitting here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay here in your present. You know, and, and we laugh about that, but it's so for real. Like, it's so for real. And yet, like, I'm in and out, you know, and I'm, I can't sleep. You know, you're not sleeping. So you're just laying there, and I'm like, Lord, three, 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 three days in a row. And uh, finally, the third day, yesterday, Saturday. I got it. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. So I jumped up, and I was like, we got what? You got about an hour. You know, I'm thinking 5 a.m. I can go back to sleep for an hour. You know, I've got this all worked out. <laughs> no, nah, man, he starts showing up. He starts doing some things in my life. And he, you know, I sit down at my computer, and, and my screen pops up. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but, like, <laughs> sometimes when you, you know, have you ever gotten to the point with Netflix where it says, are you still watching? Uh, that was what was happening on my YouTube. I had some worship playing and I sat down and it didn't ask me that. It just started playing, which I thought was crazy. But I, I was like, whatever, I just didn't it's four AM, whatever. Maybe I didn't turn it off. I sit down and I start writing and one of the things that pops up, and I'm gonna give you a couple examples of the next forty minutes of that morning yesterday, where I, I read something or I or I felt something in my spirit, one of them was fully alive, those two words, and I look to my left and there's a book that I had been meaning to read right? Hadn't gotten to it yet. And it was sitting on my left called Fully Alive. I was like, well, I guess I'm reading that. So I pull it up and read it. And as soon as I pulled it up, I heard on the radio something about being alive, something about being fully alive. And I don't know if it said fully alive or alive, but it was close enough in my heart to be like, okay, well, that's three. That's three. You know the Lord's doing things in threes. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I opened it up and started reading it, and it was telling this story about this kid who was lost or whatever, and, and it was just crazy because I was like, oh, man, I was lost. I, you know, the, We've all heard the amazing grace. I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Well, that's the exact song that was playing. So I'm looking around like, Lord, is this Bumblebee? You know, like the transformer? Like, is he, you know, He's talking to me through these songs. Like It's like immediate. Like, and I'm like, Lord, that's so cool. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to go to the bathroom and put my face on and get some coffee because we're in this for a minute. And so I just stayed in it, and it was great. It was for two full hours. And you know what was crazy is that all of this sermon prep, all of the anxiety that I felt was all gone. Like, and I felt like, man, the Lord was like, "Man, well, if we would just hung out. And then the first day, you know, I wish I would have just said yes. But, you know, sometimes we just take a little time. But it's in those moments that we begin to understand that God is that personal. He is that real in our life. And it's, it's taking the time. It's not every day. It's not all the time. But I, I want to live my life, Lord. I want to live my life expecting you to talk to me. God, I, don't, I, don't, I love these people, but I care more about you than I do what they think. I want to hear your voice today. I want to I I go up the mountain and they can come if they want. That's where I'm at today. We're gonna watch a video here, in just a second. It's about three minutes long, but I could have memorized this dude's whole script. I could have memorized it. I could have given it with some passion and some zeal. I'd have had some fun with it. But it wasn't that revelation. And for him, that revelation is so for real. And we get to be uh, we get to enjoy it. So, uh, hang on, hang in. <laughs>
1: the sick, he cleans the lepers, he forgives sinners, he discharges debtors, he delivers the captive, he defends the feeble, he blesses the I could describe him, but well, yet he's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible, well, you can't get him out of your mind, you see, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, and you can't live without him, well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop
0: need a reminder. Like, that's the God we serve. Like, when we're talking, I know like, what's all this matter? You're talking about overflow. Well, we don't need, we need to know who the source is. We need to understand who God is and who he wants to be in our lives. Not who he is in Kevin's life. Not who he is in Carrie's life. Not who he is in Greg's life. Those matter too, don't get me wrong. But who is he in your life? And every time I watch this video, I'm like, God, you are all those things. But you're also mine and I am yours. And I get to be a part of your story. And you history that you're writing it's it's his story and he's writing it and i get to be a part of it that's how we get into this overflow is by understanding that he never stops My buddy clayton's gonna help me with this with this with this beautiful picture that god gave me of what it looks like and it's nothing it's nothing super fancy in fact i'm so glad he he realized that this is what i was gonna use and he was like i just feel like god's a little bit more than <laughs> than two two cups Man, like, we, we have to understand that's the source, and he is ever-flowing always. Now, for the sake of water, he can't continuously pour, but please understand that that was my heart. If I could have just pulled a hose in, I just feel like Matt Pastor Matthew wouldn't have been, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things there that I was like, this will have to work. So imagine with me that it's like this. He's called us to be his children. In his presence, we are changed. In his presence, we are filled up. In his presence, we overflow, and it's so easy to pull ourselves out and to be like, we got this, to operate in selfishness, to operate in the bitterness, to operate in the rejection, to operate in the self-condemning, and to stop being in his presence, to stop, and we empty ourselves out, and we still want to do this thing called life, and we still want to make a difference, and we still want to be used, but we've got nothing left. We've got nothing left. We come back into his presence, and we're like, oh, God, you're so good. You continue to change. You continue to move. And then I'll be like, no, like, listen, I'm not ready to give you that. Lord, I'm not ready to give you that. And we start capping off our hearts. We start capping off the areas of our lives. Thank you, Clayton. We start capping off the areas of our lives that keep us from that flow. Like Netflix that's constantly will keep playing until wants to know, are you still there? I thought that was such a cool picture. Lord, that was such a cool picture. Because it's not him that changes. It says in the Bible that he doesn't make shadows by changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank God, too, because I thank you, Lord, that you didn't change and that you loved me even then. John 15, verses 1 through 8 says this, I am the real vine, and the Father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message that I have spoke. This is Jesus talking, by the way. He says, live in me and make your home in me just as I do in you. And in the same way, that branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can bear fruit you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation... Oh, this is so good. God! <sighs> when you are joined with me and I with you, the relationship is intimate and organic and the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated? You can, you, I, separated from God, I can't do a thing. I can't do it. Like I could try and I do try too often. Where I got this, God, I got this. You, you sit down, you watch. Watch me show you. And then I just find a mess myself. Separated, you can produce, you can't produce anything. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown onto the bonfire but if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home with you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father, the God Almighty, shows who he is, is when you and me produce fruit, when, when we produce grapes and when you mature as my disciples. I wanna mature. I don't wanna stay the same. I don't have another year of my life to stay the exact same. I don't have it. I don't have that, I don't have that kind of time. I, 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 don't, I don't want to, to waste another opportunity. I don't want to wait another day to say, God, what are the areas? And I know I will, and I hate that I will. I hate it. But I know, I know that in those moments, God wants me to say, he wants to do something with me, and he wants me to take that off and say, have your way in me. Because that's where we're changed, is in his presence. Every time, every time we're in his presence, we're changed. Every time. Because he's that good And he gave us the Holy Spirit So like Moses who was shining bright with his glory That he saw up there We get that same power, that same Holy Spirit The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead Is alive in me, right? And I'm walking around like a zombie I don't think so, something's got to give God, you got to do something No, like What am I doing? What am I not holding? What am I not giving up? What What am I holding back? Because it's always something Right? And, and, and I'm willing to admit, like, Lord, I don't have it all together. I, I'm willing to admit that I'm walking away from your source. And, and every time, every time, whether it's these huge, huge failures or whether it's the little ones where I don't wake up, right, where I don't get up out of the bed and, and go hang out with the Lord. Here, here message, Romans 5.8 says this, Christ arrives right on time. And I like that because it makes it sound like he's arriving, but the truth is he's already here. But I love it. It says, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't, and he doesn't wait for me to get ready. Sorry, I'll just make it about me. He presents himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything. Like I said earlier, some of, some of you saw me when I was weak, rebellious in, in, in some real ways. Uh, I don't know. That guy should be given the microphone. <laughs> but they did it anyway. Again, they keep on giving it to me. He presents himself for this sacrificial death when we are far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we had been so weak, hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have even known what to do anyway. We can't understand we can understand someone trying this is sorry I go back to this we can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, right We can kind of grasp that and we can understand how someone good and, and maybe noble could inspire us to self-sacrifice. I'm still reading. Uh, Romans 5, I think it's 8 through 12 in the message. But God put his love on the line for us, for me, by offering his son, which is so crazy. That's so crazy, guys. In a sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. He did it all while I was, while I was of no use. While, while I was of no good use to him. Listen, uh, this idea of overflow, like I know it looks different. I know it looks different for everybody, and, and, and uh, I, love, I love the pictures that he gave me, and I love that he's continuing to do this work in me, and then I get to share it. But the truth is it looks different. It's not, it's not the glory that's being shown when I'm walking in the passion that I love talking about Jesus, right? It's this idea that every time in your personal life that you come into the presence, he makes you more like himself, and that you could go out and make a difference in the kingdom for him. But, but if you don't understand who the source is, if you don't understand who the king is, if you don't understand who, who the initiator of this faith is, then you don't know where the source is to even go. What does that look like, Kevin? Well, I don't know what it looks like for you. I know it looks a great deal like, Lord, will you just show up in this moment? Will you, will you show me the areas of my life that I've capped off from you? Lord, will you show me why you don't talk to me? Uh, through through Disney movies or or billboards. Like, what? I, man, I have this buddy. I'm going to tell you real quick. Mm. Yes. Every time I went and watched a Disney movie, he'd be like, the Lord's talking to me. I'd be like, dude, can we just watch the movie? I get it now, though. I get it. It starts with us just saying, Lord, show up. Lord, help me. I don't know because he did it. He did it when we were like that anyway. He did all of this. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we could be a part of him, so that we could be grafted into this picture of the vine, producing fruit, so we could become part of who he is as sons and daughters, as as joint heirs and co-heirs with Christ, so that we could operate in the promises of, God, your peace surpasses understanding. When I put my hope and my trust in you, you keep me in perfect peace. It looks a lot like your word is living and active, able to separate bone and marrow and soul and spirit. It's like a double-edged sword in my life. Lord, you, you, you have a plan and a purpose for me and a future and a hope. It looks a lot like knowing his word and knowing who he is so that in everyday situations, we become people who show in the glory of God. That's what it is. It's coming to the source. And for each of us, it's different, right? Some of us have been doing this for years. Some of us are like, man, this kid's like, well, first of all, I don't know. I still look at myself as a kid. But some of us are like, man, like, I don't know. I'm I'm good with the Lord. Well, that's fine. Like, that's fine. I'm saying that, like, if, if the Lord's nudging you in some areas or you're lacking in some things, it's all about just asking him to show up. It's all about saying, Lord, I am of no good use to you without you. And that's a weird concept to grasp, but as soon as we grasp it, that's when he does his work. That's when we step into this overflow. That's when we begin to uncap this amazing, this glorious, this, this new life, this life-changing. Don't mind the spit. It's all, you know, I'm working on things. Uh, it's in those moments that he wants to do the work. Like he wants to show up. He's the initiator. We're going to take a few minutes. We're going to sing a song. This is a, a chance, not just, not just to manipulate a feeling, not just to, to, to try to conjure up a, a moment. This is just a chance that I need, that I want to go with you. I want to go up the mountain, and I'm going whether you go or not because I have an understanding of who my father is, and I care more about what he thinks in my life than what you think. And so when I sing this song, we're going to get right into it. As we stand up, you can go ahead and stand up with me because we're going to go right into it. It's just going to be a time for you to to make a a step towards him because I promise you he's been calling your name. And some of you are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then just worship along because you're already right there. You're already right there. But some of you are like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's fine. Again, I'm not here. I can't carry you up the mountain. Trust me if I would There's some people here I'd throw on my back As many as I could And we'd go And I'd make it as far as I could But I promise it wouldn't be very far But as soon as you As soon as you decide I want that I want what he's talking about I want it to look I want God to look alive in me That's when we'll really start getting to some of these things that hold us back from that glory. We'll get to some of these things that hold us back from hearing his voice. We'll get to some of those things that keep us from the supernatural. We'll get to some of those things that are holding us back from seeing people healed. We'll get to some of those things that Jesus was talking about when he said, you're gonna do greater things than I. We're gonna get to those things as soon as we start realizing that that source, that God that's my king wants to do it in you, wants to do it in me. Once we start uncapping and taking our selfishness, our self-defense, our selfish ambitions out of the circle, as soon as we start saying, Lord, I'm so over myself, I'm so over it. God, it's in those moments I know that God's going to do some things because he does it in me, and he's doing it right now. There's some things in my heart that he just keeps showing up in. Like I didn't think it happened up here, right? I'm up here shouldn't happen up here, but it's happening because his presence is alive. It's moving, and I, I see him, and I hear him, and I want more of him in these moments. Don't let this pass you by. If you got to go in slow, go in slow. If you can jump in and do a cannonball, do a cannonball, but let's get to the presence because it's where we're changed.